uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. Ian Moyes has joined me on previous episodes of Out Loud when we discussed the changing landscape of sales in the cloud world. But today he joins me as his company, Natterbox, are one of the UC Award nominees. Natterbox specialise in cloud communication solutions that embed within the Salesforce platform. And as sales director, Ian is perfectly placed to give me the lowdown on their year so far and plans for the future. I started by asking Ian to take me through the last 12 months at Natterbox. Have a listen. So um, really positive progression on all fronts. And that's from we've been attracting more great staff to support our growth. We'll start with the people. Um, great more customer references more customers coming on board we've continued to win awards so over the last 12 months or so we've been given 18 industry awards and that's covering things such as awards for innovation for best cloud for telecoms delivery for integration with crm and for customer experience some of those combine those in different awards such as best cloud serum integration of all things, but we're very proud of um, the accolades we've got, and those have been from across the globe, and also recently um, uh, from Salesforce themselves, which is the ecosystem we work in. We won the best ISV um, independent software vendor partner of 2018. Um, and we've also seen an increase in um, our innovation and product strength. So whilst we have a market lead, as I know we've spoken about before, um, we have extended that and our uniqueness for Salesforce customers. So today we remain as the world's first and still only full, fully Salesforce integrated solution. Um, we, we always look at what others have done. So, you know, we still see out there superficial integrations that do the basics, um, but that's how what everyone's done. We've done the fully in-depth uh, and focused on Salesforce. Um, so we only have one integration but with a master of that rather than a jack of all trades. Um, and increasingly, off the back of that, we're being introduced into customers by Salesforce themselves, Salesforce partners, and other customers of ours as value to, to, uh, and to demonstrate what we've brought to their business and to their other customers. Um, so for a Salesforce customer that's invested in the platform, it makes sense to choose the most robust integrated platform to complement it and not detriment it. And that's where we sit. And excitingly, off the back of all that, winning awards, lots more customers, better product, uh, we've uh, opened a US office and staffed that to support the growth of customers in that region that we've been experiencing throughout 2018. Um, and we've also had a strong round of investment from Octopus uh, to help us accelerate our growth and our development. So it's great being a, a leader in the market um, and having all the success, but we want to accelerate that and accelerate our differential uh, and the gap between us and other offerings in the market and not allow anyone to catch up and do that. So that's what that investment's enabling us to do. Long answer to a very short question. Well, it's not actually that long an answer when it sounds like it's been it's been such a busy year. So so what do you think have been the main trends with, within the industry that have, that have been affecting your, your growth? Sure. So I, I, certainly a, a big impact on that is a generic industry thing, not telephony or any particular sector, is customer experience. And we've, it, it's reported by all the analysts, it's, report, you know, it, it's out there in, in the general market, the customer experience is increasingly important 
in a market where the buyer persona has changed. We're all educated more to expect better service, faster, quicker, slicker. We're seeing that in retail and the disruption we're seeing to online and e-tailers, et cetera. So if you think about then where we fit, um, in a business, there are multiple touch points a customer might have with you depending on the type of business customer you deal with, whether it be B2B, B2C, um, low value sale over the web, et cetera. Uh, and that can be from a web interface experience, it can be live chat, um, it can be events, uh, it could be walking into a retail store, and then, of course, telephony falls over that. So even if you're a retail store chain, you may have a call center for customer complaints or returns or a mail order division, etc. So we fit in the telephony area of improving customer experience. And if you look at what people have done in that sector, everyone's looked at their website, shortening the customer journey and personalizing it. How do we enable a customer to interact with us as well as they, as best as they can to be competitive? How do we enable them to interact in the way they want to? But where it typically falls down in customer experience is the phone because they've been left behind. Um, if you look at most phone interactions and when I describe this at events to customers and ask for hands, how many of us have called gone to call someone who's a major brand often and we're expecting a long prolonged menu system they have no clue who i am even if i called yesterday and complained and then i get put in a queue again waiting like i did yesterday how many of us think i can't be bothered right now i haven't got three hours to spend and you end up in a call queue you end up getting through to the wrong person being put in another call queue. and i describe this and i see smiles smirks how many everyone gets it how is it that we're experiencing that in 2018 when we've got all this wondrous technologies you can order on the phone from Amazon in seconds with one click, you can pick it up at your local store, and all this wondrous stuff going on, and yet we fall foul in the telephony experience. So trending is that in the market, and that's where we sit. We enable a customer, they have to be using Salesforce and one of the platforms or variations of Salesforce, but we enable them to transform the customer telephony experience into the world we live in today. So personalize the experience to the customer. They call in, hey Ian, we can see you called in yesterday and we didn't call you back. Um, press one and we'll put you straight through to an agent who's already briefed or a critical agent or a more senior person, as opposed to give me a 10 option menu. You should be able to predict based on what you already know about me, what I'm probably calling about at this time, triage that automatically within microseconds, personalize the message, diffuse me, you've used my name, and you've offered me the most likely option I want as the priority, and if it isn't that, I can then go through the traditional process. And then when you put me through, it pops for the agent, it whispers in their ear, angry customer from yesterday, we let them down, whatever. is empowering the customer and the agent to have a much better experience quickly and instantly. And we can do all of that and more wondrous stuff using the power of Salesforce and putting our system inside it. And, and it's great news for you, but you, you're absolutely right. And it's really a trend that, that, that everyone is noticing with the industry. But it, it seems strange to me, and this, this is just a quick aside, that this CX, customer experience, customer journey, trend seems to be emerging now and I, I'm almost incredulous that businesses and enterprises and, and small didn't realize this a while ago why, why do you think this is only becoming such a buzzword now well I think there's two things what one is I think perhaps if they realized it it was were the tools around 
in existence, firstly, and affordable for them to do something about it. So if you look at the average size business, um, they're typically small. In the UK, uh, there's a big long tail of businesses under 250 employees is 97, like 97% of the market. So as you move down into it, you have different budgetary constraints and ability to use technology. If technology to do something wondrous is a gazillion dollars, it's, it's out of your reach whether you like the idea or not. So I think a number of things. One is I think the realization was there because we are, if you look at inwardly, anyone in a business is a customer as well in the real world. So they experience this. So how do you do best by your customer? So that's number one. Is there a want to serve the customer? I don't think anyone would say, well, we don't want to do the best by them and, and deliver customer experience. But then it becomes, how do I do it? How easy do I understand what to do? Are the tools available? And how affordable are they in not just licensing or usage, but to actually implement? How, how, how can, I, can I get there? Can I get to where I'd like to be? And if you're building a new company, if, you, if you're born in the cloud, for example, you do it differently. And I often say to customers and anyone I meet, if you were doing it today, whiteboard, and you had no restrictions, budget, anything, you were starting a company, how would you do it? And I bet what you're going to draw up is a lot different to where you are because you've gone on a journey to get where you are based on what was available at the time, what you could afford, et cetera. And, but today, we're in a different world, so you do it differently. Challenge now is how do you transform yourself, this digital transformation from where you are? Because you you can't just switch things off and start again. You can't stop the world. You have to do it. Well, you have to paint the bus while it's driving. So I think what's the, the tipping point now is it's suddenly becoming affordable because of cloud as the underlying platform, and the power of compute and storage becoming incredibly cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. The whizzy technology is now available to anyone. And we see that across all technology. You look at drones, you look at AI, um, on the back of cloud, big data. Um, all of it is, is, is incredibly consumable now. Whereas you go back literally five years or so, or 10 years, it was priced out of the market. AI was not a consumable. It was just too expensive because the underlying architecture to, for the company to create it and develop it was expensive. That limited the market. And then the propensity to sell it, well, the price is going to have to be incredibly high to make our money back, and also because of the technology. Today, it's affordable. So we can do what we do in an incredibly affordable fashion. If you've invested in Salesforce, you can afford what we've done, and the two together give you a compounding effect. The two plus two equals eight, nine, ten in value to your customer and your business. And in terms of what you do over the next 12 months into 2019, what are, what are the main targets for Natterbox? What, what are your main focuses for the, for the next 12 months? Sure. So it's to continue um, move, in a way moving into other territories. Whilst we have customers around the globe, it's um, actually putting people in those territories. So, so one is business growth and structure. Um, then on the back of that, obviously, is, is the technology side and where we're going and what customers we're serving. So the great thing in 2018, we've continued to sell to customers across all different verticals and sizes. But excitingly this year, we have won a number of major multi-billion dollar companies as customers. And what that does is, is gives us a accelerated revenue and investment to the business, of course, to, in addition to the investment we took. But also it gives us insights into areas of our functionality that other customers perhaps weren't asking for. And we work in partnership with our customers. So we may be thinking in, in, in a silo, we're doing great stuff and we're being innovative and doing these things. 
but it's when you get into different customer environments, things come up that you didn't need before or you weren't asked about. And that drives you to assimilate, is this a specific, very one customer type led yeah, sort of need? a niche angle yeah or is it something that actually it's just we haven't come across that before and that's a really good idea so for example one of the customers uh, large customers that came on board this year needed a particular function we had plans to do it we accelerated that development we're very agile in, in doing that with customers but in doing so we also had the, had the value of working with them in partnership for developing it so rather than developing this function and then putting it to market they were inherently involved and we did three cycles with them of showing them this is the alpha this is the beta and they adjusted it with us and gave us ideas yeah but in production and with this when we're doing it this way that's going to hinder us because of this and we hadn't thought of that so the great thing was that gave us a real world platform to adjust so that function actually came out and their feedback was it was better than a function they'd had similarly in an old product they'd been using for years it was way better than some another vendor who'd had that function for years because a we developed it new now and b they had input into it so we have what we've now taken to all customers because we put it into the standard product is way better because of their help and we're seeing an increasing number of customers working us in working with us in that way um, about to come out is, is our pci integration uh, which uh, we've done again in, in an increasingly innovative way. Um, in simple terms, we've done it in a way that you can take phone transactions with credit card and record the whole phone call and not accidentally in any way capture anything you shouldn't um, and in a secure manner that de-scopes us and the customer. So in simple terms, you can do the credit card transaction, not have to turn anything off, not out, and yet be 100% secure in the way we've built it. We've done something very clever, and it's taken us a while to build that. So that's about to go live. And then off the back of that, we have a number of other functions going to come to market we're working on. Um, and we've taken slightly longer than some have in the market. And the reason being, some people rush to market to tick a box. We tend to take longer and do it in a far cleverer fashion, which makes it harder work for us, but in the long term gives our customers far more value. So a number of those things will be telephony analytics around sentiment and uh, voice to text, and that's been a project we've been working on this year. Workforce management, um, integrating with telephony. Uh, so there's a number of major things we're working on as we speak, which uh, we look to enhance and take to our customers throughout uh, 20, early, 20, early to mid-2019. Well, I look very much forward to, to all of the new features and functions and anything your, your customers might, might inspire you to develop. So, Ian, as always, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Massive thanks to Ian for coming onto the Outloud podcast for a second time, but also to Natterbox for giving us an insight onto their plans and progress. As always, if you want to know more about Natterbox, there is loads on our website, so head over to uctoday.com for all the latest information. Ian is also pretty big on social media, so if you want to keep up with him, you can find him on Twitter and LinkedIn. That's it for today's episode, though, and as always, thanks for listening.